Hello and welcome to Two Broads and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Kelly. And I'm Leslie. Kelly and I have been friends for well over a decade, and it all started when we met in the belly dance community. We've traveled together, danced together, and helped each other through the highs and lows of life. In this season, we're unpacking our experiences around the community in which we met. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and join in the journey. Hey, before we get started, we wanted to note a few things. We are publicly unpacking to help others do the same, see the dirty laundry, and see the process. We are here to uplift women and all people. We are not here to belittle or degrade how someone, specifically another woman, behaved or the choices they have made in the past. Understand we are all at different places of unpacking. So come where you are. We ask you to take the discussion as a casual convo over drinks with a friend. You may not like all you hear and you may become uncomfortable. Just take care of yourself. And if it becomes too much, just stop the podcast and walk away. We're looking to start the conversations, not the fights. And finally, we use some adult language in this podcast. So you might want to use headphones. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Kelly. And I'm Leslie. And today we are talking about community. And I believe you had a definition for us, Leslie. Yes. Community. What does it mean? Double rainbow. (laughs) Uh, Community is a social, religious, occupational, or other group sharing common characteristics or interests and perceived or perceiving itself as distinct in some respect from the larger society within it exists. And so the example we're talking today, right, we'll probably be talking, we could be talking about a couple communities, right, Kelly? We could oh, be totally. talking like community of belly dance. We could be talking a community of what people used to call tribal fusion, right? Whatever choice yeah. of word you're calling that now. Like there's a couple communities of base that we're going to be playing with today or talking through. So yeah. that is the definition. Yeah. And I think the main thing is just the uh, shared interest yes. is really the crux Exactly. You came together, we came together for a shared interest and likely a shared, yeah, where we wanted to go to potentially. Yeah. So share, potentially shared goals. Goals. Yep. Aspirations. Yeah. So in processing this, uh, what I ended up doing was I kind of wrote, I didn't kind of write, I wrote like a journal entry of (laughs) what community means to me. So I'm going to read my journal entry. So we all want to feel connection. I think it's why we came to dance in the first place. We want to connect with ourselves, our bodies, and other people. I have the belly dance community to thank for meeting you. Uh, You and I have, you know, we have this great friendship. We've gone on adventures together. Uh, But I do remember the moment when we were at an event and we both just kind of looked at each other and said, do you want to do this? But without having to have to go to an event. That was Colorado, wasn't it? It was Colorado. It was Elevation. Yep. 2016, I want to say. Yeah, it was 2016. And you and I were just like, hey, you want to do this? But like in Ireland, in a pub. <laughs> Meaning hang out, by the way, not go dancing and stand on a stage. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it did that too. Who knew? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what could happen to us? Uh, there was also another moment uh, with the Michigan family where we were at an event and we found ourselves saying, 
oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't get a chance to see you much. You know, maybe, maybe next time we just rent a whole bunch of cabins on a long weekend and we just hang out and dance. You mean have a Hofla in its true sense? Yeah, have a Hofla in its true sense. And, <laughs> you know, and what I found interesting about that exchange was that we used to live for the event so we could see each other. Now the event was getting in the way of seeing each right. other. How comical and ironic that is. I know. Oh. Yep. And so my final thought on this was there's something beautiful about going to an event and seeing the art that people came up with. And because you're doing it yourself, you know how hard everyone worked to make that five minutes happen. Yep. The hours of study, the hours of trial and error, the hours of frustration, and then those moments where it all came together to yep. deliver a message to the audience via the language of music and dance. To be seen and to be heard in one fleeting moment is magnificent and healing. Yep. So from this vantage point, community, super positive. Right. At least it was when we were talking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We'd actually talked about, I remember last time we did Rev, I remember, I think it was Christine and I, and I think I was talking to you, like, maybe we should just go to a bar and like go dance at the bar. Like that was kind of the way we were thinking of talking about yeah. like, skipping the big shows and like going to a bar. It's like really weird. It's like, eh, big show, whatever. Who cares? Let's just go hang out. Yeah. I think I spent more time at that tribal rev sitting at what's that bar, the whiskey place right there by tribal oh, rev. Oh God, Cooper's. I can't remember what it's Not called. Not Cooper's, but yeah, it's like right there. I spent more time in there, like having dinner with people, like every five minutes I'd walk out and bump into somebody like, let's go back and talk. Oh yeah. Anyway. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It was funny. And that was, I, I was doing that, but that was also like the year that I just kind of like meandered around to. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and was just like talking to different groups of people like, hey, I haven't seen you yet. Let's, ha you know, let's let's talk for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then it's I think I wandered over by you. I think I was like, I think Leslie's over in the restaurant. I'm going to go hang with them yeah, for a while. I'm exactly. hungry. I was always in the restaurant, it seemed. <laughs> I didn't buy a lot of food. I just was in the restaurant watching people eat. It's funny because there was somebody that came from where I live. Um, she went with her husband and she got back and I barely saw her. And she was like, Oh my God. Like that was like a whirlwind. I feel like I'm not rested and blah, blah, blah. funny contrast, right? Like, yeah, she went in and kind of focused on the event and we went in focusing on the community side of it. And we had very different experiences in the same year. So just interesting. Well, yeah. And there was a lot of like pool and hot tub time too. Oh my God. That's right. Yeah. I think true. you and I actually scheduled stuff. Like we have to go to the hot tub at this time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, do you remember the year? Oh my gosh. Do you remember the first Uki? Uki? Or was it Uki? I don't freaking remember now or if we're sparkle motion, but I had like Monday night is going to, or whatever. Friday night is the shawarma place. Yeah. Saturday between before the show is going to be tacos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're always about the food. That was, that was, um, that was sparkle motion because I remember motion? because you were yeah. like, I need tacos. I know. I need real Mexican food. I have to go to the Maya place. We gotta go. Yeah. But it worked out well though, because it'd be like, people were looking for things. Isn't that comical too? It was always a group of us that would go. It's like, what's going on? Well, we're going to, like we'd made the decision. So then just a little gaggle would follow. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, Hey, this is good though. We got to hang out. Well, and, and shawarma, king, we shawarma king, shawarma <laughs> king 
meeting yeah. the night of became like the meet and greet. The and it was and also yeah. it was also yeah. super important. It was like, okay, everybody, we've got to get together tonight because exactly. everything goes crazy tomorrow. No. And we yeah. may not be able to see each other. Exactly. And, exactly. So uh, show up. And Sarah also started having like the meet and greets at the studio where we would do like the like yep. the opening ceremony, yep. which was super. That was a big deal, too. Yep. Yeah. Totally. And that was super fun. And people, yep. you know, I really liked it because it was kind of like we're all here for this common yep. purpose. Hanging out. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so- and half the time I would go hang out with whoever was vending just to chat with them, not because I didn't want to dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was just like, what's yeah. going on over here? How's it going? So anyways, that's a, there was a digression there. I'm sorry, but it's interesting how it's become that. Like now I, I honestly have been thinking about that. Like, do I miss the events? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I miss some of the people that part for sure, but I'm actually not missing the overall event. I don't know how to word that. And that's probably blasphemy what I just said, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's true. I, I miss the people. Like I said, I wish we could just yeah. like, let's just rent cabins. Yeah. yeah. We'll make we just a, do, we'll make a bonfire, you know, everybody yeah. bring a dish. 2022. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Hot pot, hot dish. Ooh-ish. I mean, yeah, it was the time totally. I think it was, I think it was ooky spooky. Yeah. Because the leaves were changing. Ooky spooky. We rented that yeah. little lake house. Yep. That's right. And we just went back and hung out and had wine and sat on the the dock. And yeah, 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 it was great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we used to do beer exchanges and all this kind of stuff. Anyways, it was fun. Yeah, good stuff like that. That actually made the events more not interesting, just kind of gave it a different dynamic. So yeah. But I know you had you had also a story that you wanted to share. Yeah. So like I took a um. I've been diving since like last year, I've been diving more into the yoga kind of mindful movement space a lot more. And, you know, with COVID, it's been a great opportunity to just train with people um, online, right. Or kind of listen to people talk or just kind of pick their brains on things. And there was an accessible yoga conference. I went to um, beginning of October and an individual there, her name is Amber Kearns, highly recommend following her. But Amber Kearns was talking about, actually was talking about body liberation and fat phobia and stuff, but it had a big basis in community and like why people come to yoga and why it's hard in the yoga space, right? Like we all look very different, yeah, but we're uncomfortable to come to the yoga class because we don't look like the what we're told yoga is supposed to look like what's, westernized yoga. What's right? on all the pamphlets? Exactly. <laughs> Can I get into that really fucked up pose today? No. So Can you do a headstand? Of, yeah. <laughs> no. I actually starting to work on that. But anyways, that's a side <laughs> story. But um she was talking about like how everybody, right? All bodies have a right to do yoga. So she kind of dove into kind of defining community, which I was like scribbling notes down because I was kind of relating it to my past experience with either belly dance or other communities I've been a part of. Right. And so her point was like capitalism is against anything about community. Yes. Right. Community is about the group, not the individual. Yes. So that was a very interesting, and I know that's going to lead into where we're going to go next, but that's kind of the first kind of like bullet point she made. Um, And that the community on itself, 
um, is accepting, right? They see, we go to a community to see the other humans, the humanity in other people and them seeing the humanity in us, yes. right? Like when, when you talk about going to an event, we were going to see each other, see each other as humans and see what we were doing. And truly the community is accepting. They're not competing for this unreal ideal. A community doesn't have an ideal. A community is a community. Yeah. There's no ideal pillar you're trying to get to. Um, and it's a rough, yeah. So the community reflects you and you reflect the community to them. I'm like kind of looking at my notes here. And I think that interesting part too, is it talked about de-weaponizing shame. Yes. Is that a lot of us have, you know, past stories we live with, right? And by coming to a community that doesn't weaponize the shame, but actually accepts us for who we are, mm -hmm. each individual then gains power that way. So all these things I was taking notes on, I thought were very interesting, you know, yeah. and trying to listen to it and process like my journey through the belly dance bunny ears community, yeah. right? Because you started to look at it and you started realizing like, wow, we were, we have aspects, we had aspects of this. So I think we do, but where we're going to start talking next, right? Is it, it, this falls right into our next topic is the, the dark side of the community, right? Is that, yeah. I think we started to lose community for capitalism. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I so. mean, with, with what you're saying, it's cause like, I mean, I remember starting out in this community and being like, I, cause I was in my what late twenties hitting my early thirties. Yep. And like in the, in the dance forms that I grew up in tap jazz and ballet, Right. You were retired right. yeah. by 30. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Uh, dance, professional dance was something for young people. And here I am, an older woman, not tall, not slender. And right. I'm able to learn dance, be accepted, and get on a stage. Yeah. Right. And be right. seen. Yeah. Wow. And the nice thing I have to say to kind of go off of that, I do see other dance forms taking that on, right? I think mm -hmm. there are a lot of really good dancers that are aging, very aging. Yeah. And I think we're going to start seeing more of that coming out in other places. But you're right. At the time, it was like, this is revolutionary. What the hell's this? Like, and it is revolutionary because you're kind of breaking what capitalism and what dominant culture tells you, right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. Gotta be skinny gotta be young you gotta be virile you gotta be bendy right yeah. no matter what you do in dance yeah and here we are we're like me i'm a little chubby and i'm kind of old and i don't care and i'm up here like i remember watching ets the first time right it was mm -hmm. like wow look at these ladies like you got some beautiful gray-haired women in there and it's like wow yeah that's the jam like that's amazing and that's what i think where the power came from is yeah we were yeah. trying to be radical yeah and we were, but like we said in the previous episode, when capitalism sinks its claws into something, exactly. it ruins it. And, you know, who can be at the top or who can be accepted or who can be whatever, yeah. the, it starts to narrow. And, yep. yep, you know, we start competing for the unreal ideal. The unreal ideal. Yep. And exactly. I, I am going to share it, a quote. I'm not going to. Well, actually, 
I am going to share my quote right now because it's going to go into what we're going to talk about next. So this quote comes from a woman by the name of Bell Hooks. It's from her book, Feminism is for Everybody. If you haven't read it or listened to it, I highly recommend you check that one out. Or know who Bell Hooks is. Maybe explore her too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, So the quote is, quote, sisterhood could not be powerful as long as women were competitively at war with one another, end quote. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that was, that's why capital, I mean, capitalism really doesn't help anybody, right? Or dom- well, we could just say, I'm going to just keep using the word dominant culture for now, right? It yeah. really doesn't, nobody benefits from it. No. Except for one small group. So like, we're all kind of chewing in the corner at each other and it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really, really sad. Well, so, and so when you and I, when you and I were having our, our, our pre-show meeting, because we, yep. we discuss yep. all of this stuff quite a bit, you know, before we actually yep. record. And one of the things I, I ended up talking, we ended up talking about was Tribal Fest. Yep. And okay, so I want to go ahead and <laughs> which I've never been to. It's like kind of a sad story. But yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, I went once in 2004. And it was actually like, that's when it was a quote unquote, smaller event. That would be a good time. That would have been a good time. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually was. Sure. It was pretty fun. But yeah, so fun. back in what was it 2015? Something really bad happened. And I'm not going to really speak specifically about that. I was not involved in it. I was not hurt by it. There were a lot of people that were hurt by it. And I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, But really what I want to talk about is, it's kind of talking around it. It's kind of talking about the aftermath because Tribal Fest was no more after that horrible thing happened. And I just want to say, fuck those people (laughs) who had that goddamn page. But anyway, (laughs) we were, I believe it was Ookie Spooky. We were sitting at Shawarma King. And there were a couple of us sitting around talking about, you know. People are going to notice Shawarma King's kind of a theme for most of our stories. But anyway, sorry, Kelly. I didn't interrupt. Shawarma King is the bomb. Yeah. If you ever in Kalamazoo, Michigan, you need to go to Shawarma King. So... But we were we were at this event and a couple of us were sitting around the table at Shawarma King talking about Tribal Fest and there and the question came up of, well, what happens now? Because let's face it, Tribal Fest was a big deal. It was it was a huge event. People waited with bated breath to see the videos and what the next big thing was going to be. I mean, it was just, it, it was, it was just a huge deal. And for the longest time, it was like the only gig in town in terms of big festivals that happened in the United States. So when it collapsed, there was the, well, what happens now? And I said, I can tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be two groups. There's going to be the top tier dancers and the rest of us. And the rest of us are just going to have to figure out what we want from this dance. And I think we're going to go back to smaller events. 
I think we're going to really be doing some soul searching as to what it really means to, you know, be a part of the community, to be a dancer, like do you to be a t- to be a dancer, to be a teacher, to be a performer, to be a participant. Like we're really going to have to reevaluate that. And I think we have. And or at least we're trying to. I mean, it's been it's been a while since the Tribal Fest collapse. Well, and what's interesting too is a lot of other events have been kind of falling off like the real what was becoming really big right like i know cues and tattoos went away i know uh third coast went away tribal rev is still around again i know we're in covid so hello but i mean people were starting to kind of really people were really starting to think through like was it was it making money right like was it able to be sustainable but on top of it i'm not sure if it couldn't be sustainable, then that kind of makes it question or people were getting tired too, right? Of people were trying to move on. So it's, it was, it's interesting that kind of just started to kind of peel itself back. Mm -hmm. Um, even after, you know, there was a void kind of created there by tribal fest going away. So it's very interesting that it's just, well, and also too, it kind of speaks, it kind of speaks to what we talked about, last time of like you're starting you're you're only seeing the same people over and over again right you know right right it it started right. to right I, I i i always think of tribal fest and and i feel i feel bad bringing it up because i know it is a painful subject for a lot of people but when when i really i can mark that as like that's when i think i started to see the change. Another thing I saw change, though, was that people were like the events that were surviving. They did want to have more local people. And I was going to say, it's interesting that, you know, were people losing that local connection, right? Is that what was like really having your local community? You can have this larger scale. It's like really cool. Like if I wanted to go anywhere, I had friends in Portland. I had friends in, you know, Hawaii, I had friends in, but at the same time, I have, where's the connection, the local connection, right? Where yeah. you're going to get the more day-to-day support. So yeah. it's interesting. And I think it's interesting too, that I started seeing more healing offerings. Actually, before Tribal Fest, I started seeing more healing offerings, but, but I think even more so afterwards, like, and now more than ever, like I'm starting to see dancers who are like, I'm starting a dance therapy program, which is awesome. I love dance therapy. I've, I mean, I'm a therapist. I've taken dance therapy courses. I've incorporated that into my teaching, my dancing, all of that. So it's interesting how we started in this place of like, community and acceptance we kind of reached this weird pinnacle where it was like cannibalized and capitalized and whatever and now it's trying to meander its way back to what it started at does that make sense yeah and it's interesting though too is that a community is actually created like going back to that whole yoga capacity we were Mm -hmm. talking about is that the community is usually built out of people who are trying to heal themselves. Right. So it's interesting, like 
you know, like, so people are going into healing movement, but at the same point, maybe it could just be the simple step of going back and assessing your community, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're not feeling connected to your community or is there a community to be connected to? Do you need to build, do you need to find your community? Mm. So, yeah, well, and it's interesting. And we want connection. And another thing I was thinking about too, I mean, and this goes back to the being seen, being heard. Uh, there's there's an astrologer that I listened to, Jessica Lanyato. She was doing one of her hot take episodes. And she was talking about like being a tarot reader, being an astrologer, being an energy worker, and how capitalism has the potential to erode it. And I mean, in short, she was basically saying, if you want to do helping type services to satisfy your own ego and to be seen, don't do it. Because really, you have to put yourself aside. Like if you are devoting yourself to service, you have to set yourself aside because it's not about your ego. It's about those you serve and your community. And, you know, and she said, when you try to turn that into a business, you know, she said, there's nothing wrong with getting paid for the services that you provide. But it does wrong with getting paid for your service. Yeah, Yeah. but it does change the energy of what you're doing. Yep. And I think I think we saw that happen in the dance community as well. The energy changed. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it is by far, it's okay to want to get paid or recognized. Like we all have ego. It's okay to want to do better. It's okay to want to be seen. Totally. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's that balancing it between does it destroy out your relationship to your community, right? Like how do you balance that between the individual versus the community, the, the group, mm-hmm. right? The collective versus the individual. So it's kind of finding that balance between the two of I'm an individual, but I'm also part of this collective group of people. Yeah. You know, well, how do I, how do I and also create the balance? How is the energy affecting the relationship that you have with yourself? If you are, you know, going for this goal of recognition as being seen and being paid, does it start to, you know, raise that demon of scarcity within you? Scarcity. Well, the other thing, though, is, too, is do you want to get paid because you've realized this this hobby, this Mm -hmm. interest, this community costs a lot of money to be in, right? Yeah. So like you're spending thousands of dollars on a community, which there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, like, but you're spending thousands of dollars on a community and somehow you're like, well, shit, I got to get something back out of this. Like, and you, yeah. you were getting something out of it. It just may not be what you thought you were getting out of it, right? It's, it's, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know. It's not always payment in dollars. No, no. So you, know. you could be healing yourself. You could be, helping others heal by Mm -hmm. empowering them, right? Letting them show. I mean, dance is very, when I go back to that yoga thing where they talk about no shame, I mean, if you think about it, how much does it take to get one's ass on a stage? It takes a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Or to teach in in front of a class. 
Yeah. But I mean, to even pro- think about that, though, that you don't want shame in it. So when shame starts coming in where you're trying to be the individuals, right? You're not allowing that shame to be okay. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? Like, yeah. It, so I think that's interesting because it starts to make the shows even more interesting to me to watch because then you're like, Bleh. like, cause it's like, it's all, a, it's not about, I don't know. And I'm, I'm probably not the one to talk about vulnerability. That's not even where I'm going with, but it's mm-hmm. just that being okay with where you are and not being ashamed of what you're showing and being comfortable. Yeah. You know, we, we need to be supportive about that and, and think about it as a group, not as the individual. Yeah. So, yeah. And that can be that, you know, <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a thing to unpack. Oh, totally. You know? I mean, and that's kind of, I think the thing, you know, like I'm actually kind of, I'm just going to say this out loud and I'll talk about seeing something negative. I'm actually enjoying the COVID break right now because I'm able to actually sit in my discomfort yeah. and unpack a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why this podcast kind of came up, right? As we've, and this yeah. is an interesting thing. Having moved to a new area, it's just a whole different group of people. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you reconnect? How do you, right? Like, what did you lose? What are you trying to gain? It's yeah. really weird. So it's interesting to unpack it is like, wait a minute, how am I adding? Again, it shouldn't be about, I want to be clear, like Kelly, when you and I are talking, we're talking about our own shit, right? It's like, oh yeah. It's like, okay, this is cool. I understand what community is, but what have I done to contribute to that? Right. Or what yeah. have I, what have I not just seen, but what have I potentially done too? Right. And be like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. And then also look at like positive negatives. So it's been an interesting yeah. kind of journey on this, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we talk about ego, I mean, uh, first of all, ego is not a bad thing. It helps keep you alive. You know, when you're just like, I'm hungry, totally. I need to go totally. get something to eat and feed this machine. Yeah. Like, and it's okay to want to be seen. It's yeah, all okay. It's yeah, so no, okay. Totally. But you know, I can think of plenty of times where, you know, I've satisfied my own ego with my actions. Right. We all right. do it, you know. Right. Of course. Yeah. And yep. taking a step back from the dance community and, you know, I know you've been in a lot of yoga space. I've been in a lot of astrology space. And like with the astro- astrology experience, like I'm very gun shy getting involved in a community. Oh, I know. I'm having the same problem in yoga. Like I sit on the sidelines and I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and stalk everybody. Yeah. It's really weird. That's that's what but, I do. And I've started stalking some yeah. of the same people you stalk and they're great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. Like I'm a huge stalker and yeah. yeah, I'm in a class right now where there's only 30 of us and I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Like somebody called out my name the other day on the class. I was like, ah, because I don't want to go there. So I obviously mm-hmm. got my own shit to unpack around you know, why was that I was comfortable to be seen before? Now I don't want to be seen. I just yeah. want to like lurk in the darkness. Yeah. You know, well, Ooh. that that's, that's where I am too. And, yeah. you know, when I attended Norwalk virtually and saw how gigantic the community right. is. Right. And, right. you know, I was just like, oh my God. And there was that, there was that weird fear I'll, I'll say it I'll say it it was this weird fear of like I don't want to try to I don't want to do that thing I don't want to do that thing where you know I try I to be turn everything into it again where yeah. I try to be seen and mm-hmm. I try to be heard and I start trying to get into another thing it's like I just want to sit back 
and listen to what these people yeah. have to say and yeah. learn yeah. this stuff and use it for my and use it for my own needs or whatever. And I did before COVID right. attended right. a local astrology meeting and I met a woman there. Um, and it's funny because you know how you get those inklings of like, I really need to go to this meeting because I think I'm supposed to meet someone today. Yeah, yeah. And when I heard her speak, yep. I was like, I have to go and talk to her afterwards. And I just went over and I was like, right. hi, <laughs> it was almost like, basically like a, hi, you and I are going to be friends sort of thing. Like, yeah, and yeah. you know, she and I, you know, I call her my astro friend and we text each other all the time. Yep. And it's because we can yep. talk to each other about this weird astrology right. stuff and like support each you other. And I'm just community. kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah support each totally. other. And I'm just kind of like, you know, that's, that's all, yeah. that's all I really want from it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the tricky part is when you build community, you got to try to find the people too. Like I've noticed like everybody, particularly in yoga, right? Everybody comes with different, everybody has baggage. I should have known that in dance though. Everybody has baggage. So it's just interesting because yeah. you watch everybody unpacking it and it's very interesting to kind of watch. So, yeah, but yeah, no, I'm a stalker. I'm a complete stalker. And then when we go into breakout rooms, I'm always like, I have no problem talking and stuff, but I'm always like, happy to let somebody else take the lead. I'm just kind of sitting back and yeah. I'm enjoying that though, because I'm thinking differently, I'm doing a lot more thinking in my head, Yeah, which is yeah. nice too. So anyways. Well, and I think too, I mean, and I'm, I'll only, I can only speak for myself with, with the way things have changed. I think there is a grieving process that's, I mean, for me personally, there's been a grieving process that's happened with dance uh, you know, especially like when my body went nuts and I was just out of it for like a year, you know, and I, I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, you know, just taking that step back and feeling the, like feeling the loss and just like reconnecting to yourself and reconnecting in oh, a totally. different way. Well, and I think we were kind of talking through that too, right? Is that some people have stuck it out or they're reassessing what they're doing. There's nothing. I mean, I think that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. What we're talking about is just reassessing where we sit. Yeah. Right. And like, is dance still yeah. part of what you or I, or you as the person listening right now want to do? That's your choice, right? Like, and there's nothing wrong with coming back at it the same way. I mean, maybe you'll come back the same way, maybe, but maybe with a different flavor, yeah. shall we say, in the sense of how your brain is kind of processing it. But maybe you'll just be like, yeah, I'm kind of, I learned a lot from that. I mean, that's kind of thing, right? It's like, I think everybody kind of got something from it. Oh, totally. Totally. You always learn from experience. And so just, and moving on is okay. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel like upset about it. I mean, you can, I mean, don't justify, I'm not trying to unjustify your feelings, but there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just dealing no. with it and kind of move forward. Yeah. So. And you know what? There's also nothing wrong with continuing to be like, you know, a heavy hitter and no, making money and yeah. all of that no, stuff exactly. too. If you have something to offer, there's nothing wrong. Yep. Yeah. I think just for a while to me, it seemed it seemed out of balance. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I think COVID's gonna help with that a bit too. I think people are starting yeah. to 
kind of really think through how they want to come back to things. I mean, this could be another two years. Sorry. Again, don't kill me for saying that, but you've got, you know, I've got a border closer and anytime soon I'm coming across the States. So it's just like, you know, I've got to think through what I want to do with things myself and I'm sure everybody else is too. It's like, where, where will it be? Who knows? Who knows? knows? Will it be online? Maybe. But you know, I'm actually excited to see where it's going to go. I actually think that there's, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I actually think there's potential for it to come back like better, it better with what you know, better, more accepting, more diverse, more yeah, just more of of everything, everything. Really, like all right. Wait, say that again. Yeah. Well, I think it's going. To, I said I think everything goes through a cycle, right? Yeah. And it's kind of going through a cycle of, um looking internally and kind of seeing what it needs to do. So mm-hmm. that's fine. That's great. I was just going to say, I think the last couple of years, just looking at everything from a global political point of view. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's been change and there's been a lot of people having to sit with a lot of discomfort and there yep. has been, you know, the rock has been turned yep. over and we're seeing everything that's underneath. Yep. And that's why I think everything's going to modify itself, right? It's like, there's a lot to, lot to unpack. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I think like the, the homework out of this, right? I mean, homework, not that we're assigning homework, but I mean, it's just continue to unpack like what, particularly now it's going to be weird with online. I don't know how you build community. You can, you can totally do it. Mm -hmm. I've met new people online. Um, But I mean, go assess and think back, like what was cool? What wasn't so cool? And what? Maybe what was the feelings going on and how did you contribute or mm-hmm. or not contribute? You know, how were you able to figure it out and move forward? I think is uh, kind of where we're landing today. Yeah. What were the mistakes? That's that's something that yeah. I've been like going through is like, what mistakes did I make? Yeah. Yep. And positives, though, because you don't want to yeah. lose that on those two. I don't think you have to always make it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I really hose up, but you also can do really cool stuff too. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And I guess I should rephrase that as that, like, you know, I've thought of, you know, I've thought of the, you know, positives and positive and negative impacts yep. that were there. Exactly. Yep. Totally. Because so. there were definitely some too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, which that's is, it. what are we talking about? Now? Which is, well, that's Oops, kind of a spoiler for next week. Yeah. Okay, right. so I'll exactly. go ahead and say it. What mistakes as a cis privileged white woman did I make? We're talking the P word, right? We're talking the P We're word. We're talking right? the P word. And that's going to lead into yeah. like, I think that's going to end up being like a two part episode because like, I think over the next two, <laughs> over the next two episodes, we've got the the two biggies. Yep. Yeah, so we'll be talking probably mostly the intersectionality side of it next week, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I think we've got it all for today. Anything else? Mm-mm. No? All right. I think we're good. All right, well, thank you, everyone. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at the number 2 
broads and a bottle of wine.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the number two broads and a bottle of wine, all one word. Or you can contact us at our email. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at the number two broads and bottle of wine at gmail.com. Until next time, take care.